Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Please make sure to tune in to the end of our podcast for our Dear Jen segment. This is where one of our listeners sends in a question and I answer it uh, online. So uh, if you have a question, please email me at dearjen at lovejen with two ends.com. And welcome to 2020. Happy 2020, Lovability. <laughs> Obviously, Sidekick Brad is here. It's 2020. Did you think about that? What's all that news about the don't put the, you can't put the year 2-0 without putting 2020. Um, so people like steal. I don't, know, I don't know what that means. You don't? No. Well, people can put in whatever year they want. I'm already want. tired of seeing your 2020 vision. Yeah, no, because, like you know, with, three. when you abbreviate the date, like it's uh, 010320, it's yeah. 20, not it's 2020, but people can add in 2021, 2022. So they said people can um, change your date. Oh, I don't you haven't know. heard anything about that? No. Okay. Well, that's all. That's all in the news right now. So. Um, all right. Well, thanks news. for your expertise in that area, Brad. Anything I can do for love and building. <laughs> I sure am glad we brought that up because um, we know nothing about it, everybody. That's um, right. Okay. So, uh, so you know, what I thought we could talk about today, because, you know, sometimes we just roll in and aren't really sure about topics. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, obviously, it's a new year. And you know what? This is the time of year when everybody's very motivated to find love. Uh, today is January 3rd. Uh, January uh, 5th is dating Sunday, according to match.com. So it's the largest, busiest day online in the whole year. And all the 365 days, this Sunday is the busiest time. It's when most people get online to find love. Why is that? Is that just because like this, we're, we're over the holidays, yep. we're through it. And now we're like, oh crap, I really want to People made New Year's resolutions the most, uh, the, the day that they have, the most time, I guess, is Sunday. So it's typically the day that people... Well, nobody around here is in the playoffs, so I could see why people have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good exactly. Lord. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys. Woo! Um, so uh, anyway, that's uh, all other news for us Dallas people. But, uh, but having said that, um, I want to talk to people today because obviously a, a lot of our listeners are single. I mean, our whole podcast is about relationships. So... Uh, and I feel like there's a conversation in here for those people that are in a relationship also, and especially those relationships that may not be great, right? Uh, and and because there's there's That's some movement that may need to happen. It happens though, Brad. People, we sure does. I mean, We've people, all been there. We've yeah. all been there. Yeah. I think people stay in relationships longer than they should. They think they're going to change the person. They think that something magic, some fairy dust is going to come down on the relationship and change it for them. I think there's a lot of people that are scared to be don't want to change. single. Yeah, don't want to change. Don't want to be single What if again. I can't find anybody else? I think. Hey, and you know what? They hear me and everybody else talking also about how, how scary it is out there. It's a different world. <laughs> it's true. That's for sure. I mean, so I guess in many ways they have reason to be scared. But on the bright side, I am a matchmaker. I do this for a living. I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that there are amazing people out there. You just have to have your radar on. You have to know who you are, what you want, and be willing to wait for it and not just settle for whatever comes your so way. So get into that a little bit because it's 2020. We're talking about finding new love in 2020. So let's unpack that, what you just said, and walk us through some of those things that we need to be doing to start the year out right. Because I'm not a big resolutions guy. I never have been. And I think the reason is, is because I read the statistics where everybody says, you know, oh, yippee. And by January 15th, they're like, the hell with this. <laughs> like, yeah. They're over it. Yeah. But you can do some prep work, which is to me more important. Everybody can have a plan. You can write down all you want on a board. But if you don't have the preparation beforehand to enact and work on that plan, you're not ready. So get into some of the things we should be doing these first, you know, what is yeah. it? What is it going to take? It could take six months, could take two weeks. You yeah. know? Well, you know, considering this is prime time, so from December 26th to uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day, is the prime time for finding love. The cool thing is, is I've seen, I can't even tell you how many relationships I have seen bloom in the month of December last year, you know, just passed. So many people met, so many people connected. I am actually kind of blown away by the amount of people that 
found somebody special, like somebody really special. It's very cool. And uh, so that gives me a lot of hope. And I, I have to say, out of all the years of doing what I do, I am more hopeful this year based on how the year ended and what was happening at the end of last right. year. You know, it is it is prime time. It is, I mean, this was before, you know, December 26th even, people were hooking up. Uh, it, it's, it is that prime time. We've got to be ready. And I think where people need to kind of pause in all this is that, you know, they're, it's like they're off to the races, like they're at the starting line, Got their guns out. Yeah. And, and it's just like, <laughs> you know, the, 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 you know, gun goes off and they yep. just start running and that's a sure fire way to, uh, to end up in the wrong relationship or to, or to get into something you're not supposed to be in. You've got to plan and prepare. You got to know what you want. You got to know what you're running for. You got to know what you're running at and looking for. Right. Um, so, and what race you're in. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Pick the right race. all the settling that people do, they just to grab somebody to have somebody, yep. uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it causes people to get in the wrong relationship and try, then try to make it work. You know, square peg in the round hole. They want somebody so bad. They find somebody, then they try to just make it work. Is it because like you just come through the holidays and you're single and maybe there was some loneliness. And so now it's January. I'm just going to go out there and date a lot and try to find my person. Yeah, but, it, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over yeah. again, expecting a different result. If you haven't examined your patterns from the past, and that's just not the past two relationships, go through, go through your whole dating history. You know, what is the patterns that you have found? This is who you go for. This is what is right with them. This is what is wrong with them. These are the qualities that you're looking for. These are the qualities that you need that you didn't have. You've got to be really, really clear on those things and not willing to negotiate on the big ones. And that's the important the deal part, breakers. Brad. Yeah. I think people get so caught up in that idea of perfectionism, like, oh, you know, well, you know, her nose is too big. So, you know, I'm not, right. yeah, you know, right. Or that's easily um, fixed. Right. Exa exactly. <laughs> Just saying. Exactly. Or, you know, um, yeah, she has a dog and I don't like dogs or, um, or, you know, just whatever it may be. But with women do this with guys too, like with, um, dating habits where they'll say, well, there was no chemistry right away. Or they'll uh, they'll write the guy off for not doing something the way they wanted. He didn't call me in time for the date. He uh, he texted me instead of called me. He didn't text me or ask me out after uh, the first date. Oh, it's, it's too crazy. many lists. It's this whole. It's you got to know what's important, your non-negotiables, and move forward from there. But see, I got that. You'll get a kick out of this because I got that before the holidays. Uh, went out with somebody that, that I had met actually at the uh, at the the party? Amy V party. Uh huh. And after the first date, we're, they're still chatting and all. And it's like, well, to be honest, I'm not attracted to you romantically. And I said, so that typically happens after a first date? Like, that's, that's, yeah. Well, yeah, it does. It does for me. And I went, good luck with that. And I said, we talk about it on the podcast over and over. And I mean, we were, we were on the phone when I'm telling her this. And I'm like, none of that ever occurs after one date. After two hours. It takes statistically three dates. And I've now said I it over the, and over and over again. That's research. That's science. That's not your head. And that's where people lose it, Brad. That's right. Well, that's of course she lost it. I mean, she lost she, you. She, she's I mean, yeah, crazy, that's crazy but, girl. But I, I, that's the, there's some of that still out there. And that's back to what you were just saying, which is you, you do have some deal breakers and you do have a list, but you also have to understand that that list can't always be written in stone. You have to, we've talked about this before, and I know you guys get tired of me using this analogy, but it's just like buying a house. There's no perfect house unless you build it. Right. There's no perfect person. You're not perfect. We're not perfect. The person over there that's across the table that you're dating is not perfect. But what you have to determine is, does she, does she or he have more pros than cons? Yeah. And the, and the non-negotiable qualities, and like things that. like, for example, uh, you know, like spirituality may be a big one. Like it, what it is for me. If somebody didn't have a spiritual foundation, there's no, it doesn't matter if they're perfect in every other way. If, if we're not going to walk, you know, side by side in that walk, I'm not willing to go there. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, so I feel like we need to know the things that are the most important and then be willing to bend on the rest. But as people get older, they get unbendable. Yeah. That's yeah. We get bad about that. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing is, I think you, you brought up an excellent point as usual. 
there's probably a top three, four, five, right? What you just said that are slightly bendable. And then everything under underneath that, you get down to the more wider funnel, which is like, okay, I could accept this. And I could, you know, so I get, you know, he sometimes leaves his dishes in the sink. Right. Right. Like, is that really a huge deal? Right. right? You know, it shouldn't be. Right. But you get what I'm saying when, when, with the analogy. So. But Chemistry you, too. You know, I think that's, um, you know, we talk about this because it's such a big deal. Like that whole thing, men do it, women do it mm-hmm. after one date. There's no chemistry or I've met them before. There was no chemistry. How do you know? And, and, you know, I have two guys in the room, so I can ask you guys, cause it's happened for me. Have you ever been friends with somebody like, you know, somebody for a long time. And then all of a sudden something happens where the friendship turns into like, just, it could be a touch. It could be a kid. Something happens where it's like very unexpected and it's like amazing chemistry. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I think we've all been there. It happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it could be completely out of the blue, but if you don't give it a chance. Well, they always say friends first. Yeah. If, yeah. if that person is not your best friend or one of your best friends or, you know, then it's going to be tough. Yeah. And you've got to go on a first date, not looking like uh, women do it more than men. You know, here's where men, women go on a first date. They're lo- women are looking for their next husband. If they can't see themselves married to the guy, they don't Already? want him. Oh, yeah. And men look at it from a physical standpoint. Like if they can't see themselves engaging physically, intimately with a woman, they that's don't want enough. them, then they they disengage. Yep. Right? So that's where people make those rash judgments. If that's you... If you do either of those, I don't care if you're a man or woman, because some women do the physical thing too, well, as, we, to as we said, yeah. stop it. Don't do it in 2020. Do not do it. Give it at least three dates, unless you're completely appalled by the person. Like maybe they don't brush their teeth and their breath stinks so bad that you can't even stand to be <laughs> across the table from them. It happens. Yeah, you know, sure does. or there's only some... takes one shower a week. Oh, Ugh. God. Don't even say that. That's disgusting. They're out there. <laughs> There's stinky people are out there. Yeah, maybe They're they have horrible there. BO, right? <laughs> so. I mean, it. But if there if there is something blatantly, um, or they're a slob, they come. I've seen I've seen people show up with like wrinkled clothes and stuff. Like like they literally oh God, had them wadded clothes. up in a corner. No. Travesty. No. Oh, oh stop. <laughs> I mean, like not wrinkled, like because so I'm not again, that the, much. Again, like they've been. They've it looks ratty. Is what she's mean. Like they were, their clothes were in the corner of the room in a wad. Sure. And everything's wrinkled and like sweaters. But see, now I would look at that as on a first date or second date as it's still fixable. That's fixable. You can iron your clothes. You can, you cannot wad. Right. I'll take, if if, if somebody's picking their clothes up out of a wad. (laughs) You don't know that's true. Did they shower even? I live on wrinkle free from Downey. So (laughs) I'll I'll play devil's advocate. (laughs) Brad always looks good, though. I try. You always look good. Even if you're wearing shorts and a T-shirt, you look good. My sister taught me a long time ago, the one I'm closest to, said, you can put on your sweats and a T-shirt and still look good if you're put together. That's right. And it's as simple as that. That's just, right. Just put stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. So. What were you See, I kind of agree. I'll play devil's advocate because, I mean, to me, it seems like you're you're rushing. You're being rushed. You weren't prepared. You didn't take the time to set things up. And it... it yeah, it is fixable, but it also sets a it also sets a precedence for the date of like you seem to rush. So it can. Yeah. What is the um what is the mindset? How prepared was that person? Um, did it really mean anything to them if they didn't couldn't take the time to put themselves together? You know? Um I So can we can we rewind? Rewind. So you brought up the spirituality thing, which yeah. you and I have always talked about. We've talked about on on previous podcasts and and you brought up that it's important for you. It's important for me. But on your post, there's always a, a lot of comments about the spiritual side of relationship and how, uh, oh, I'm starting out the year 2020, God's going to lead me, and I'm, you know, patiently waiting on God to bring me that special person, and God this, and God's going to help me and all this stuff. But you and I have discussions, and we get into this sometimes because I've had pastors tell me this too, and all this is, you can't just sit and hope that the doorbell rings. You still have to put forth action for God to guide you. He can't guide. My, my old pastor always said, God can't drive a parked car. Right. You still have to put it in D. Right. And move, do something. 
Yeah. And part of that too is, you know, I think about how many people have been delivered to us that were right for us, that we dismissed or didn't see because we weren't ready. We weren't looking, we weren't open to it. We had a bad pattern. Our mindset wasn't there. You know, there's God's will versus our will and our will can be very, very strong and set. And that, and I think that's where the openness needs to be. And the flexibility is that, yes, I'm open to God's will, but that doesn't mean sit on your tail and like God's going to plop it on your lap or it's going to deliver it in an Amazon box to right. your front door. Right. Call this lady. Yeah. A little floating post-it note. I think we're, you know, I think the biggest thing, Brad, the, the best piece of advice I could give people on this is number one, you have to have your eyes, ears, and heart open. And number two, you've got to be open to God's will and it may not look like yours. That's a hard one. That's the hard That's one. That's a tough one. Because people are so used to their certain type and they're going to dismiss somebody after a first or second date. And we have got to take the time to get to know somebody because if if God is sending us somebody, if we haven't taken that time with ourselves to get ourselves primed and ready, and there we're not we're willing, and, yeah, right. And our eyes aren't open to seeing that gift that's before us and seeing qualities that he wants us to have versus what we want to have or have always had then we're going to miss it. Yep. And how many people miss it? A lot of people lot. miss it. There's a um there's a little meme or whatever you want to call it, little advertisement whatever that I I took a snapshot of on my phone. I actually keep it when I'm feeling kind of down, I just look at it. And it's it's Jesus and he's bent down and he's talking to a little girl and the little girl has this little teddy bear that's obviously been her teddy bear for like ever. And he's holding his hand out like he's taking it from her. And behind his back is the biggest teddy bear you've ever seen in your life. And all it says is, just trust me. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take this thing that's so, you know, that you're so embedded with or, you know, you're so connected to, and I'm going to give you something bigger. And it's hard. It's hard to get there. Because uh, it doesn't look like your other teddy bear. Because we want to fit. I mean, I'm a, you know, what I'm I'm a, saying, you know when I look, look at personality types like myself, like I'm a fixer, yeah. I can go out and handle this. I'll go find somebody. It's, it's all good. I'll fix it. Uh-uh. You got to take a step back and we're back to the prep work again. You know, don't take this first week to just jump out there online, throw those profiles up, even though it's a busy time. Think about it before you do it, right? Yeah. Take some time. Do some prep work on yourself as well as some prep work on what you want. Yeah. And, and be willing and open to, you know, like you said, you can't see what God has behind his back, but being open to the fact that somebody that is sent to you, that you know, if there's something that feels right, that it that you just may need to dig a little deeper. You may need to be a little bit more patient and give that a little bit more time. Absolutely. It, it may not look like what you've had before. It may not feel like what you've had before. But if what you had before was working for you, you'd be in a different position. Try you'd it. be in a relationship. You wouldn't be still looking. <laughs> yeah. And which, which leads me to the next thing that I think is so important is that Tommy... Uh, our producer, Tommy, has just gotten online. So you're that statistic. You're that person that's that's doing, that's getting active right now. Yeah. yeah. But on the flip side, I have been thinking about doing this forever since uh, we first had the match people come in. Yep. My stipulation was I'm spending the rest of this year focusing on myself, getting myself ready, making sure everything's set up. Yep. Come the start of the year. Huge point right there, folks. Really big point, because I think a lot of people do that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's the end of the year, winding down. I'm going to get myself ready, which is great, and hopefully you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got everything that I felt like I wanted in a relationship. Uh-huh. I'm keeping an open mind towards a lot of things that I'm looking for, but uh-huh. I am also keeping a realistic standard of kind of what I can get. But <laughs> I love it. But I, I keep all avenues open for the uh-huh. most part. Yeah. And I'm and I'm constantly taking steps to just like put feelers out. So while I am a statistic of being of actually starting things off the new year uh, just in the first week, which could be considered a downside. My deal was like I, I was preparing for this because this was my thought to me of like this is what's going to happen because. I'm preparing Good. myself. Good. And as you're doing that, make sure that you are open to doing something different because it, whatever patterns you had before, which you just said you were, which mm-hmm. I love, um, and giving people chances that you may not have given chances to before. But that's the thing that I, if a message I could get to anybody out there doing online dating or dating, give people a chance that you wouldn't have given a chance to before because 
just because it's not your type doesn't mean that it's not what you're supposed to have. So explain that. It means that we all, like we judge a book by the cover, especially on online dating. It's all about the picture. People aren't even reading profiles now. They're just looking at that picture and whether they like what, what they see or not. And you need to go for something different. I think the match people said, you know, uh, pick one person that you wouldn't normally, you know, date. Right. Mm-hmm. I I would say, you know, at, and, and Bella Gandhi, I just had her on this past week as well. And she said the same thing. You know, you at least one person a day or a week. Um, I don't remember if it was a week or a day. Um, but but go out with somebody at least one a week that you wouldn't normally go out with before. Try a different type. Mm-hmm. Try a different type. Because chemistry and all of that is is hidden in all kinds of things and faces and people and personalities. So let me ask you this. Do you feel like people have a type and then they have a fit? And are those always the same? Or are they always different? Because we've gotten into conversations about my type, right? I think everybody has. We've gotten in lots of conversations (laughs) about your type. (laughs) But I think everyone has their type, right? They have this thing in their brain about what their type looks like. And then, as you're saying and explaining, then there's actually this person that's really the fit. Can I pick on you really quick? Well, why not? Yeah, I know. Because this is... Um, when has that ever stopped you? I know, exactly. right? Exactly. At least she asked, I asked this time. For permission this time. <laughs> um, so, you know, one of the things you do that I think a lot of people do, and they just say it like it is, but you, but you, you take it to a different level because um, like you'll go out and find like the prettiest girls, like famous girls that are, you know, maybe famous. maybe she's like a news person or a, a person that does a, has her own television show in another state. And you're like, oh, she's hot. She's perfect. She likes to hunt and fish and do all these things that I like to do. Well, she did. And I know, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like she lives in another state. She's a celebrity. You, she may or may not have a. I wouldn't a, call her celebrity a, status. Okay, but. whatever. But she has, she has a lot of people. Don't play out of a league in a league that you can't even get to because she's in a different market. You don't know anybody that knows her that can set you up. You can't get information about her. And that's what people do online is they go, guys and girls go for the prettiest people. And guess what? The prettiest people have a million people after them. What are your chances? And like Bella said on the podcast, (laughs) like Bella said on the podcast, go for it. Try it. Try one every once in a while. It's like winning the lottery, right? It's like buying a lottery ticket. But you got to look at it's the same odds, right? It's the same odds. I get. We've talked about this with the match folks. Yeah. Yeah. She actually said that, like. The ones that are getting the most action typically are the most handsome and prettiest. Yeah, but but if you spend your time and energy focused on people that you can't probably get or focused on the fact that that really pretty person that you really wanted to go out with didn't message you back so you think you're a loser now, you know, you've got to be realistic. Like, you know, maybe shoot one of those unrealistic, um, take a chance on this out a week and the rest, let them be real. And realistic. And and also start reading the profiles. Start asking, if you're meeting people, start asking questions that matter. Yes, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, to build off of that, I've just stopped entirely to any dating profile that I see that doesn't have a bio. I just oh, turn it away you? because you're getting nothing except a picture and that's not doing anyone good. And somebody didn't even have the the time to put into a putting not a, a lot profile of effort up. There. Yeah. No effort. Well, no, no bios or anything, even if they do have a bio, but they only have one picture automatic left or just away because yeah, they don't put any effort into it. And that is so important. That's so important because somebody's energy in something is going to be what energy they're going to give you back. Right. So if you've got somebody that's got a really amazingly thought through profile, guess what? They're probably pretty motivated to be in They're a relationship. Looking. They're looking. Right. Sure. And the opposite. Yeah. yeah. So good. Good. I'm glad you're paying attention. And people read the profiles and ask the questions. Tommy, we were talking uh, before the podcast and you were saying like, you know, you you feel people out, you know, because you when you want to take them out on a date, like are they the yeah. kind of person that wants to go out to dinner? Yeah. The, see, the question that I always kind of push out uh, either kind of introducing because uh, it can either depending on the person, it can be the question that just starts off the back and forth to see kind of how they are, because even if they do say that I'm um, sorry, stepping back a second, the question I ask is, are you more of a 
wine and dine kind of woman or a home cooked meal and movie kind of woman? Because from there, you can go off into different areas of like, if they're a home cooked meal, you can impress them with your cooking skills. This is what women say. And this is what women say. I like both. Thank don't you. They? However, oh I return that. I return Where the deal of eat? like. I don't care. I and see. <laughs> well, let's I, go here. I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> it it is it is a thing. But I return fire back with. Well, if you had a preference towards, or if you had a choice of the two, mm-hmm. you can like both. That's awesome. But which one is the one that you really want deep down? Right. Right. No, that's good. And I I think. I do think that's important. Um, I do think that's important to find those things out. It's funny on my matchmaking database, I have some of those questions, dine in or uh, stay home or whatever. Um, or, I'm sorry, dine in or dine out, whatever. Right, right. Uh, but, you know, just certain. Netflix or some yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah. Just because you want to get a vibe for somebody. Like, are they, are they somebody that is a, more of a homebody than a go out crazy kind of person? You know, you are in the 20-something generation, though, yep. which is so completely different. We're off the wall uh, most of the time. Well, it's just a non-committal place. And I do yeah. feel, I feel bad for people like you that actually have, are motivated. To, you're a relationship person. Mm-hmm. You'd be great in a long-term relationship. You're, you're the commitment type. There are people out there that are like you. They're just in your age range. They're so hard to find, Tommy. They're I'll find them eventually. I you, got plenty of the years. You 100% will. And, and, but you're right for feeling people out. And you know what? And going on that, I mm-hmm. think this goes with any age range. Start asking those questions. Start catering your questions. If you want a commitment-minded person, be sure to ask them questions about their level of commitment to things. Start noticing when they're telling you about their commitment to things in their life. It may not just be relationships. Commitment is commitment is commitment. How committed committed is somebody like if they're, you know, let's say they, they work out, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to work out now. It's the beginning of the year. I do this every year. And then I fall off after two months, you know, start listening to the way people operate in their life. I started this job, but I didn't like it. So I, you know, went on to another one. I'm still searching for what I'm looking to do. Or even choices of kind of like uh, one of the deals is like, uh, what would be your favorite dream vacation? They chose just like either Italy or France. I'm like, okay, awesome. But put some more thought into it rather than just two places. Like my deal was I'd love to go to England and go on up into Ireland because I've been to England before and I'd love to go visit the churches. I'd love to go visit the Shakespeare, uh, the Shakespeare Museum. And go up to Ireland because I've never been to Shows Ireland. You've thought it yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I much prefer kind of like definition towards that. And that kind of shows their level of commitment to not just relationships, but to their choices and their ideals. But their depth too. Yeah. I mean their depth and their ability to go there, which so if they say Wisconsin, that's a bad sign. Yeah. Or they don't know. <laughs> Wisconsin doesn't exist. What are you talking about? You know, the the interesting part of what Tommy just said is, you know, so often people say like well, what is it that you're looking for? Why do you think you haven't found the relationship that you're looking for? Like the big questions. Why haven't you found the person? People go, you know, I've never thought about that. That person that says that, run. Yeah. Just just get out. Because if somebody hasn't thought about those things, like I haven't thought about what I'm really looking for. I haven't thought about why my relationships haven't worked. I haven't thought about, you know, what it is that I'm looking for and what I'm going to do differently this year. If somebody hasn't taken the time to think all that stuff through, you can pretty much forget about their ability to commit to a relationship since they don't know themselves, mm-hmm. right? right? Right. And they haven't put the prep work in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. where are they on that scale of, are they really looking or, you know, what, what is dabbling. their agenda, if you will? Yeah. They're dabbling. Yeah. So that's, again, that's what people Bigger, do better the mindset. beginning of the year. Sticking their toe in the water. I'm going to mm-hmm. get out there and I'm going to find somebody. Well, that takes deliberate work. Oh, yeah. Deliberate the online work. online thing is work. And keeping your options open and understanding that there's a difference between your will and God's will. And at some point you've got to let go of your own will, um, allow God's will to, to enter into your life and understand that even with God's will, if you're not open, if you're not willing to try something different and see things in a different way and give people a chance that you wouldn't normally give a chance to, you may never know what God's will is because it's going to pass you by. Yeah, it's, you've got to um, hear the whispers, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the clouds parting and everything drop down. It's going to be a whisper. And it's going—I call them nudges. I call them God nudges because they're not big, huge, impactful things. And that's not my viewpoint. That's biblical. If you look at all the major things that's happened, 
they were always little small little things. Right. They were always used the smallest of the person or the least likely. But it just kept going yeah. and going and going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. David was a boy. <laughs> you know, so there's all sorts of things that can go on. Yeah. I uh I I just I just really cannot emphasize enough that you need to put more thought and energy into what you want and and who this person is and what you're looking for and then be willing to just put it out there and then allow things to come into your life and take the time to get to know different people because the amount of people I know that have found love, that have found true love finally in their life, this is how they did it. Somebody showed up in their life unexpectedly. They were caught off guard. So they managed to get into their heart yep. and they fall, they fell madly in love and they will say, this is not the kind of person I would have normally gone after. And they can't be a TV star and live in another state. Obviously. That's right. That's right, so Brad. Yeah, Just put that on your that. Y'all's <laughs> list. So there's an interesting question on your social media post today, which that? I thought we'd dig into, which is how long is this trying to make a connection period? What, like, what do you have an idea of? Well, I've, I've gone out on one date. I've gone out on two dates. Is it five dates? Is it four dates? When do you think that connection really starts to to play a role in the relationship? Uh, and I guess for some, it could be the first. And I guess for some, it could be the 12th. It depends but, on people's agenda, Brad. Like that's just a, the, and the mere fact that somebody asked that question tells me that they're on their own timetable instead of God's. Because how much time is it going to take me? I'm impatient. How much, what does that look like? You know what it looks like? It looks like whatever God has in store for you. Let it go. Get out of your dang head. So we're back to our podcast we did on the 26th of December where I talked about, my pastor was talking about, we as humans don't mind. It's not the wait that kills us. It's the fact we don't know how long we have to wait. Yeah. That's what drives us nuts. It's like, okay, I can wait, but how long do I have to wait? Exactly. Come on, God. I'm like, is it, if can you're you just asking, tell me? If you're asking that question, you're already starting this off on the wrong foot. Starting you're, impatient. you're pushing your will instead of God's. You're yeah. trying to control it instead of letting him control it. Yeah. And that's not going to get anybody anywhere. Period. The end. You're already on the wrong path. Yeah, because then you're back out to like what, we've, what we've talked about, which is you're going out there with guns ablazing. Yeah. You're trying to fix it. You're trying to grab instead of just sitting back and enjoying it. Like, yeah, I'm open to this. I can't wait to find love. I'm I'm going to do whatever you say. How long is it going to take? How long is it going to take? What's this going to look like? How long do I have to sit and wait for this connection? What does the connection yeah. feel like? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, you, the tone you and I spoke that, that, about. See, the tone and the personality of that person, too, automatically comes into the 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 energy is is not right. They're, they're so what about this? What about that? What about this? What? Oh, you're not it. Next. Yeah. What about this? What about, oh, you're not it. Next. And it's exactly what you just said earlier, which is what, which is that person could have just passed you up because right. you didn't take the time. Love is friendship on fire. I mean, and, you know, we've heard that over and over again, but at the end of the day, that's really what it needs to be. If you don't have a friendship, you don't have a future in a relationship. So you've got to have a friendship first. So if you, your goal on your first date is to establish a friendship, you've met a new person, a new friend. And how can it's to make a connection, a soul connection with that person. Yeah, it's, to, it's not about falling in love. Just enjoy the company. Yeah. And, and, and if you don't enjoy it, that's okay too. That's part of it. I mean, you don't have to go out there and try to make everything perfect on the first couple of dates. For just enjoy sake, the time. Brad, there's another topic all in itself. I'm so frustrated with people with this first date thing where they go, yeah, I didn't feel chemistry on a first date or it was awkward. There were some silences, you know, it's a first date. Everybody's a little nervous. You're getting to know each other. You're, you know, people are watching what they say. They're a little bit more guarded. You get, if, if you no, had a good time, if you like that person, <laughs> then you give them a, you get them a second chance. You get that, that person a second date because I can't tell you as a matchmaker the amount of times that people have gone on a second date with somebody that they said, no way this person's for me, Jen, no yep. way, yep. until they went on that second date. Then they go on the second date and they go, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for pushing me because it was a completely different experience and I, I really like them and we're going out again. I, well, and it's interesting because like you've said it a couple of times and maybe I've read it somewhere too, but like certain times if there is kind of a monologue you know, you know me, I'm a talker. So like, I, I don't have a problem engaging with people. 
but sometimes people who do have a problem will be silent on purpose yeah, to let the other person have that time to speak. Like, and, and don't let silence be awkward because it can tell you other things, you know? So that is so true. I mean, that, that is very, very true. So many, so many times people want to fill those, those moments yeah. and with just stuff so that there isn't silence, but sometimes you just have to let there be to see what the other person what's, is made What's of. the next step? Yeah. Right. What? And the other part of that too, and I, I know we've talked about this and I've talked about this with Bella, um, you know, with some of my relationship people, I cannot stress enough how important it is to have meaningful conversations on a first date, you know, and so many people say, keep it light, keep it, don't keep it light. You know, you're getting to know another person. I mean, you're supposed to be falling in love with their heart and their soul and their spirit. But if you don't know anything about their heart, soul, or spirit, how will you to see, even know if there's a future of a connection? So what are some of those things? Like, would you, like, I thought one of the best ones you ever suggested to me as a man was to ask the female about the relationship with her dad. Yeah. Tell me about your family. Tell me about your dad. Tell me about your mom. Tell me, you know, just in general, but yeah. you got to feel for the relationship between little girl and dad, because that's important, right. as you know, as a matchmaker, but what are some of those things that you suggest people ask? Because I know I've, and I've said it before, like, I thought your friends, like 20 questions were awesome. Ask uh, and observe, but, yeah. you know, because like, like, particularly like that question, you know, if you're, if you're just asking the question to ask it, but you're not listening to the answer, you know, you're going to you're like, oh, well, you know, I had a great family, you know, my parents live in Michigan. Um, you know, I see them a couple of times a year. Dig deeper. Yeah. Dig deeper. What is that really? Were you close growing up? Are you close now? You know, do you have siblings? What's that? I mean, ask the questions and force them to go deeper. See if they can, number one. Right. And then if somebody starts complaining about their family, they start talking about how toxic their childhood was, how toxic their previous relationship was. You are dealing with somebody who's not healthy, whole and healed. Right. Unless, of course, they are following it up with. I had this toxic relationship or I had this toxic relationship with my family, but we have done this, this, and this, and now it's healed. And, it, you know, then you're dealing with a different type of person, but you've got to listen to the answer because there's the, the, the beauty is in the answer. Of well, and that's, you know, from my experience, that's happened a couple of times where there was an extremely toxic relationship or none at all with her and her dad. And that just never, I, I don't know why I wasn't smart enough to pick up on that. Well, you weren't. But you could tell. You didn't, yeah. You, yeah, you, you can tell. When you look back, 2020, hey, we're in 2020, hindsight's 2020. Ah, um, you look back and you go, oh, yeah. now I know why that was. And now I know why that was because she didn't know how to interact with another male figure. Right. She was never shown that. Right. From her relationship with her dad and the relationship between her dad and her mom. You know, right. which is to me what a little girl looks at even more. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And but. truthfully, some people are given that and some people aren't. And some people that don't get what they need are able to gain the tools and access to those things uh, after if they do the work. So right. it doesn't always depend on that relationship. Like I said, if you don't listen to the full answer, you know, I didn't get that from my parents, but I did do this work so that this is important to me. And that, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I've, I yep. hear it as a counselor a million times. So that's big. But I think finding out people's previous relationship stuff, you know, a lot of people disagree with me, but I want to know where they've been. Were you married? You right. know, if you, if you're divorced, well, what happened? Can't sure. you know, it's important. It's relative. It's 100% relative. And it's, if somebody can't answer that question or they answer it with hate or with, um, you know, uh, resentment, you know that you're dealing with a situation that's not healed. Not and healed. do you want to jump into that? Right. So I feel like that's important. Um, you know, qualities that people are looking for. Why haven't you found, why do you think you haven't found the right person? But say it with sincerity, not like it's an interview question. Yeah. So, you know, if you're out with a great person, so, you know, here you are, you're great. You're, you're schooled. You've, you know, you're educated. You've done the work. Why do you think you haven't been able to find that other person? And listen to the answer, because if it's not something that is um, enlightened, like, like their answer should be, obviously I'm not looking in the right place or I've been looking for the wrong things or I've not, you know, right, it has to right. be something that they're taking ownership of versus outside. 
all these people that go, oh, well, there's no good men or women or all guys are yep. this or all women are yep. that. Run. Yep. Yeah. Bitter, bitterness. Bitter yeah, party. yeah the, they're not you're worth the, the next, time. You're the yeah. next victim. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you can bet on that. So if you had to wrap this up and put a big bow on it, what are like three or four things? You know, here we are. It's the third, you know, biggest dating period of the year is coming up in the next 30 or so days. Let's say, let me take it down a notch or two. Let's say the person's prepared. They're ready. They've, they done, the, they've done the work. They think they've prepared. Well, that's, okay. Brad, but I'm, I, that's you know. where I'm going to start because it's a great place to start. So many people tell me, I'm ready. I've been ready. I'm, you know, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And where is my person? Well, guess what? There's your first clue. If you think you're ready and you think you've been, you've been waiting and that person hasn't shown up, it's you. <laughs> it's not them. It's it not them. It can't be us. <laughs> it's, it's you. So whatever you're doing, whatever you're looking for, whatever barriers you have to finding that person, it's you. It's not them. Because there's great people out there in every age group, you know, and it's if if they're not showing up, it is you first and foremost. So find what those barriers are. Why is it that you haven't met that person? The second part of that, I think, is we've talked about a million times doing the work. What is it that you want? What it, what have you had that worked? What are the things that you've had that didn't work in relationships? What qualities, what personality, what uh, values? you know, lifestyle things. What are all those things that did not work? Put it on your list of what you want. You got to know what you want because if you just take whatever stuff shows up, you're not, you're not getting any closer to finding your ideal person. You got to know where you're going. You got to recognize those qualities. There's no map. Yeah. You don't know where you're going. You're just kind of out there. Yeah. And, and then you've got to hand it over. You've also got to be willing to accept that, Love may not look and feel like you thought it was going to, you know, just because you're in the past, your past boyfriends or girlfriends have all been this, or they look like this, or we've done this, or uh, it's all been, allow it to look different because sometimes, you know, that's how God delivers it. It's supposed to be different and be open to that and be willing to allow something new and different into your life. And well, there's a very important point that you just made, which is. If it was right to begin with, you wouldn't still be looking. Yeah. So it's going to be different. Most likely your fit or type or whatever is going to be different because if it, you wouldn't be looking if the the one you found, you know, whatever, it would have been a fit. So it's going to be different than your past. Right. And you have to accept that. And that's one of the things you've taught me is you've got to accept the fact that it's probably not going to be what it was in the past. Yeah, it can't be. And you got to let things happen too. I think people try to force things like, oh, well, you know, she looks the way that I want, you know, somebody to look. She's got a lot of qualities that I really like. I really enjoy conversation with her. And yet it's not happening. Like the right. connection's not there. They've tried, they're trying, but yet somebody's going to keep pushing. People keep pushing for that. But that's what I want. I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Yeah, that's what they want. Yeah. So they make that decision that that's what they want. So they're going to keep trying. And people need to listen to their intuition too, based on that is, you know, if there's something that you see that is glaring, I was just talking to somebody about this. Um, there was a spiritual element that was that was very important that was missing for somebody. And they kept trying to keep this person around to see if that was going to show up. And it never did. And now, uh, you know, a year or two years, whatever has passed. And you've lost that time because you knew intuition, you knew that that wasn't right. So, you know, that's, well, that's, that's super a deal breaker important for a lot that you keep too. your eyes open. Yeah. The spiritual parts of, uh, can well, be a deal Well, know what your deal breakers so, are. Absolutely. And don't be willing to settle or don't wait for the person to change or don't wait for those things to show up. Be very pointed and, you know, with your questions um, so that you can find out what is in somebody's soul, like whatever it may be, whether it's about a lifestyle, whether it's about faith, whether it's about, um, you know, kids, <laughs> All that stuff, yeah. your age range. It's I all mean, important. Tommy, these young people. It's all important. Yeah, like they'll say, well, I don't know if I want kids or not. And then, you know, they make a decision down the road that they do, but their partner doesn't. Like you've got to make those big decisions ahead of time. you got to know what you want. Do you hear that sometimes with women your age about not knowing if they want kids or not? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, my stipulation is I do want kids, but I don't want them now. Right. <laughs> I want them later on. I'm, I'm 25. Right, right. But I do want kids at some point. Yeah. So. And if you hear, if you get with a woman that says, I don't know if I want kids, I have to be honest with you, Tommy, that's somebody you probably, you either need to probe, push further, ask more questions about that right? To help maybe help them look at it that they haven't, like they haven't before. I'd introduce them to my niece and nephew. Or yeah. Yeah. Or get out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because that's going to be a hard one to convince. Yeah. Because I think that's something that's very important on either way, whether they want them or they don't want them. I just want you to know. It's a hard middle road to stay in there. Yeah. You're lights, gonna go it really is. lights just went on for me, mm-hmm. for Tommy. See, so I start hearing things. I may have somebody for you. Uh-huh. Here we go. Uh-huh. Okay. Love ability matchmaking. I know. I love when that happens. Is it your neighbor that I have yet to yet my to neighbor. meet? My neighbor. No, I don't think so. Who's my neighbor? Mr. Oh Rogers? no, Mrs. she's Rogers. cute too, though. Yeah, that's right. We need a. We, I was at the party. I forgot mm. about that. Yeah, um, yeah. She's 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 cute too. You need to meet her. But but <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about qualities. Like I'm sitting here listening to what mm. you want, and um. And that's where that's where the magic happens because it's not just about connecting two people that are cute and fun and the same age. It's the other qualities. Do you mm-hmm. want kids? What are what are their values? You know, what do they like to do? Uh, well, I, that's what's going to make it last. It yeah. is. It is. You got to have commonalities and you got to be able to yep. have a conversation. You know, one of my friends was was telling me too. I just had I always have these conversations. They were saying how they had just um, gotten married actually and were on their honeymoon. On their honeymoon, and we're, in, we're like like on a plane ride somewhere, like a really long time, and they ran out of things to talk about. He's like, "Oh, I knew I was in trouble then." But if I if I could tell you guys how many times men find out on their honeymoon, like they go, "Ooh, we got a problem on their honeymoon." Oh my gosh, that's like, another stop. podcast, right? But pay attention, like pay attention. The like you, how did you not know that before? You know, before you got married. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, so uh, so. Yes, the time is right. Uh, December 26th to February 14th is prime time for finding a relationship, but don't start the races. You're not off to, you know, a marathon. Oh, it doesn't a mean you have it's to. A, it's yeah. not a, what's the fast race? A sprint? It's sprint. not a sprint. It's a marathon, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. right? Right. And you, you've got to have strategy. With anybody that runs a marathon, you've got a strategy on how you pace yourself and the things you're looking for. You've got to have a strategy before you get out there. Otherwise, it's going to be a wild goose chase. And you're going to lose the best time of the year to try to date somebody or find somebody. Because this is prime time. People are looking for commitment. And I think one little final thought from Sidekick Brad is, if it's stressing you out, if you're excited or your energy's up and and you're stressing about this, you're probably not ready. Yes. You're probably not ready. Yeah. If it's calming and you're just kind of like going through the process and everything's like, I'm going to go enjoy this time. I'm going to go. You're probably already. Yes. So think about that. If you're out there trying to go, 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 you're probably take a step back. You know, and la- this, is peace, a, this is a great place really to put easy. it. T.D. Jake said, most people don't live, they wait. That's right. I love that quote yep. because it's so perfect here and with all of life. People aren't living, they're waiting. Start living. Yep. Be in joy mm-hmm. and joy will find you. Be in love and yep. love will find there you. you. Go. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Welcome to our Dear Jen segment. I have a great question from one of our listeners, and uh, this is going to be so pertinent for everybody. Uh, So she said, Dear Jen, you mentioned several times in your podcast that we need to see what behaviors we may be picking up from our parents and how we were raised that we may be carrying into our relationships. As far as I know, there aren't any for me. My parents have been together for over 50 years, have a wonderful relationship, more or less, but I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. What are some questions we need to ask ourselves to see if maybe we're hanging on to unhealthy habits we may not be aware of? Uh, What a great question. Thank you for sending that in. Because I think, you know, where the answer is there is we're assuming that there are unhealthy habits, but maybe maybe they don't look unhealthy. And let me give you an example. Uh, And this is a personal example, but here's where this can show up. My parents have also been married, uh, gosh, like almost 60 years now. And one thing I learned when I was younger is that, you know, when 
I was in a relationship. We had a very traditional family. We were like the Cleavers. We did vacations together every year. We were so functional, it was dysfunctional. You know, we had dinner every night at six o'clock. My dad rang a bell. Wherever we were in the neighborhood, we came running. I expected that. So here's where we need to examine what our patterns are. It may not be a dysfunctional or unhealthy behavior. It just may be a pattern that we're expecting that is that is not something that we should be expecting in a new relationship. It's just something we grew up with. Uh, for example, that, you know, when I got married, I had anticipated that my husband was going to be home every night at six o'clock for dinner. And that's what I did. I made him dinner and he was a busy man and at work and he did not grow up with that same value and therefore it wasn't important to him. So for me, it nothing felt the same. I didn't have the warm fuzzies that I had growing up where there was that fam family was so important to me and so important to my family, but it wasn't important to him. And I think we need to look at those patterns of what are the things that I grew up with? What were the things that we valued as a family? What were the things that we did together as a family? What were the things that my parents taught me about marriage based on their marriage? Another thing, like my mom and dad always made joint decisions together. They never fought about it in front of me or, the, or, or my other siblings. And uh, I was able to tell my mom later in life how dysfunctional it was that they were so functional that they never fought in front of us. So sometimes things like that, they never fought in, in front of us. So none of us saw conflict in a relationship. So none of us out of five really knew what to do with conflict when it showed up in a relationship. They were so functional, it was dysfunctional. So I just want to, I'm using these as examples because there are things you have to look at. So your norm, which may be perfectly fine or not seem dysfunctional at all, may be exactly the thing that you need to look at that is an unhealthy pattern. So it would be, it was unhealthy for me if there was conflict or the fact that I didn't deal with conflict growing up. I didn't know how. So when it showed up in my relationships, I, I shrunk so I didn't have to deal with it because I didn't have those skills of knowing how because I wasn't taught because my parents didn't model it. I hope we're all on the same, on the same page here and track of being able to say, you know, here you've been looking at what am I, you know, what am I hanging on to as far as unhealthy habits? Unhealthy is, is only in the eye of the beholder. So you have to look at the patterns in your family and say, where are my expectations? So this is what they did. This is what they believe. This is what we believe. This is what we value. Where are my expectations realistic or unrealistic in a new relationship that I have? Because it's not your parents' relationship. It's not even the same, close to the same times or generation of values. So you need to make sure you're examining those uh, particular things to say, how is this appropriate? And does this still fit in my life at this point? And are these things that I really, really want? Does this work for me or does it not work for me? So uh, that's it. Thanks for listening to Dear Jen. And you can uh, email me at dearjen at lovegen.com and ask me relationship questions and we will answer them on the podcast. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Stiers.